the earth. The Christian faith would take root in particular cultures, and it would profoundly shape individual peoples, regions, and nations. But Christianity itself would belong to none of them. Rather, the church would exist to bear witness to God's love revealed in Christ and to bear that witness throughout the whole world. These parting words of Jesus do not, of course, provide details about the later history of Christianity, but they do provide orientation for that history. The history of Christianity has wound its way through vast regions across vast stretches of time and in a vast variety of forms, but it remains the history of those who worship the Lord of life, who seek to serve Him, and whose witnesses they are. One of the most interesting ways to grasp a general sense of Christian history, though there are many others, is to examine critical turning points in that story. Identifying such critical turning points is a subjective exercise for an observer's decisions about what those most important turning points are inevitably depends upon what the observer considers to be most important. Yet, However subjective it is to select a limited number of turning points as the critical moments in Christian history, such an exercise has a number of advantages. It provides an opportunity to select, to extract from the immense quantity of resources available for studying the history of Christianity, a few striking incidents, and so to bring some order into a massively complicated subject. Concentrating on the turning points of church history also provides an opportunity to highlight, to linger over specific moments so as to display the humanity, the complexity, and the uncertainties that constitute the actual history of the church, but that are often obscured in trying to recount the sweep of centuries. Studying specific turning points more closely also provides an opportunity to interpret, to state more specifically why certain events, actions, or incidents may have marked an important fork in the road or signaled a new stage in the outworking of Christian history. The advantages for organizing an introduction to Christian history around a series of turning points were pressed home to me over a period of several years. First was the need for a framework for organizing an adult education course at my church. Then came the opportunity on two occasions to introduce the sweep of church history in short courses for Romanian pastors and lay workers. Finally was the chance to rethink the best way of teaching a one-semester survey of the history of Christianity to students at Wheaton College. For each of these audiences, a concentration on critical turning points turned out to allow greater focus on specific episodes, while also providing more opportunity for interpretive reflection than I had found when teaching such material in other ways. This book comes directly out of those varied teaching experiences. In each case, much was sacrificed in order to concentrate on a few major turning points, but much also was gained by attempting to combine more focus than a survey usually allows, while still attending to large-scale movements of institutions, people, and doctrines in the history of the Church. The book that grows out of these teaching assignments is intentionally shorter rather than longer. 
It is written for lay people and introductory students rather than for scholars. It comes from an author with Christian presuppositions, specifically of the Protestant evangelical variety, but it intends to be as fair and as nonpartisan as such presuppositions allow. It is also written with an intent to present Christianity as a worldwide religion, rather than a faith for just Europeans and North Americans. The fourteen turning points singled out for special attention, as well as the potential turning points for the twentieth century discussed in the afterward, are by no means the only ones that could have been selected. A good case could have been made for including many other events, for example, as only a partial list, the mission of Patrick to Ireland in the early fifth century, the foundation of the reforming monastery at Cluny in France in 909, the arrival of Eastern Orthodoxy in Kiev.